Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life, everything is energy. And that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. So we are all connected. Basically, what you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. Now, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons, but now science is catching up. And this isn't new science. The science of quantum physics is over 100 years old. So in truth, I believe everybody should know this by now. Everybody should know we're all connected, we're all one. What you do to another person, you're doing to yourself. So once mankind has awakened to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is the angel experiment with Corin Gillo. Gillo. I said it right. Gillo. Yes. <laughs> Corinne Gillo. Corinne, thank you so much for being my guest today on Awake to Women's Radio. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. So please share with our listeners your journey. I know you, uh, you're an author, you're, you're a speaker, you've done, you're doing great work. Please share with our listeners your journey. Uh, yeah, well, the journey has been long and, uh, you know, I didn't start out having uh, this much uh, stuff together in a way. Um, you know, it was a pretty rough time growing up. I had a pretty, you know, intense childhood and, and, um, and kind of, you know, white knuckled my way through it all and tried to be an adult. It didn't work out too well for, for many decades. And I suffered a lot with the, with depression, um, along the way, but eventually I ran into a very interesting moment, which was an actual miracle brought mm -hmm. on by, uh, working with angels, which were new to me at the time. And, uh, it really was a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, please share that with us. Share, share how you came to that awakening, that experience with angels. Well, I came to it by uh, drinking about a fifth of tequila every two days. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know if I can recommend that to my listeners. But I'm just anyway. trying to tell you the truth here. I'm not going to water no, no, it down. No, that, no, I want the truth. <laughs> yeah, I, I say to my audience, you know, go within, <laughs> breathe, meditate. Yeah, you know, no. no. I generally give. But, yeah. That's but not I, how it works for me. I definitely want you to share, share. Uh, Caroline, that's not how it worked for me in the okay. beginning. It worked okay. through, through in, intense desperation um, and, and darkness. And, uh, you know, for most of my life, really, my, my only prayer back then was, you know, wishing that that day would be my last. And so, um, you know, ironically, when I encountered the angels, I, I, I was and I am a licensed psychotherapist. And um, I was really struggling um, at work and at home, really trying to stay afloat. So how I medicated myself was through a fifth of tequila about every couple of days. I was on antidepressants and Adderall and, and just doing all of this stuff just to kind of, just to kind of survive. And, um, and uh, you know, my house was going into foreclosure. My marriage was on the rocks, you know, all of that stuff. Yes. And, uh, 
and for probably for obvious reasons, I wasn't doing too well. So, um, uh, yeah, so a friend of mine bought me an angel healing and angel reading. Okay. And uh, I didn't know what that was at the time. And I just thought, and it was for my birthday. So uh-huh. she didn't know that I was struggling. No one really knew how much I struggled back then. Right. Um, so, yeah, she bought me an angel reading. And I went in thinking I was just going to see, like, oh, yay, psychic, how fun. And um, the, uh, the stuff that started pouring out of this woman's mouth was really uh, spectacular, like meaning she didn't really know me. And she was saying a lot of, essentially talking to me about all the things I did not want to talk about. Right. And, <laughs> you know, that I wanted to keep secret. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just felt like, okay, well, maybe she's got, she's really dialed into some angels. I don't know. And then she started doing the angel work on me, the, the energy work, okay. which um, I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't do much of back then. I was aware of what it was. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, but after that session, I could really feel a difference. Now and can, I thought, can go you ahead. share with us? Because I don't really know what an angel reading is. I've never really had an angel reading. So can you share with me and the audience what an angel reading is? Oh, I sure can. Okay. Now I specialize in teaching others how to do angel readings and healings. And it, you know, it took me a while to get here, but, um, but it's like, you know, you, you, she sat down and started channeling angels, giving messages um, and, you know, kind of talking about um, whatever's going on, you know, that for me, it was stuff that I, again, I did not want to talk about, but it was really important to talk about that. Kind yes. of stuff. So she sat with me, you said, hey, you have angels, I'm going to talk to them. And I was like, okay, let's go, let's try it. And, um, and she started, you know, talking about it. Now the angel healing is, is still channeling angels, but it's channeling angel frequencies to, to help, you know, heal your body and heal your mind, heal your heart. And so that's what she did. And, uh, I could, like I said, after that hour meeting, I felt really different. I felt lighter. I felt brighter. And I was like, Whoa, woman, you are so cool. Like I really feel a difference. And I, and, and I said, I wish I could do that. I don't have magic like that. And she said, you stop, stop that. Yes, you do. And what I want you to do from now on is just talk to your angels as if they're real so that they can show you how real they are. Yes. And that's, that's really what I did. And okay. right away I could um, feel them, start feeling them with me. Uh, and the angel synchronicities, you know, synchronicity started popping, you know, amplifying. So I drive down the road and I'd say, okay, angels, tell, you know, show me you're real. And like, uh, I remember a laundry truck driving by with angel wings on it called angels laundry service, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, license plate with the word angel in it, or I turn on the radio and an angel song was on or walk yes. into a grocery store, you know, it just kept going. And, and it was really intense for a couple of days of that. So at, at that point I was like, okay, maybe this is real, but I, I still had an ounce of doubt. Like maybe I'm just making all of this stuff up and it's, you know, wishful thinking that there's actually real communication going on. And so one day I was driving to a client's house in in one of the ghettos of Los Angeles. And, um, and as I was driving, this is about after three days of working with angels and really feeling a difference in my life already. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I was driving down a residential street. No one was around and a bird dropped about pigeon size directly in front of my car and so I hit the brakes and it was a really weird moment. It was like plop right in front of my car. So I drove around slowly, stopped and 
looked at it and it was this bird with a, one of the wings was mangled and the other wing was kind of trying to scoot around. It was like kind of moving around in circles because it couldn't get up. Right. And uh, I felt really sad for the bird, but of course I didn't know what to do in the middle of the ghetto, single woman out, you know, it's like, I'm not going to um, get out and I don't know anything about birds. What am I going to do with the dang bird? I don't know what to do with a sick bird and I'm right. on my client's house. So right. what I did, what I did instead was, instead of, you know, picking it up and tossing it in my car and taking it somewhere was I used my new trick, which was asking the angels for support. And so that's what I did. I asked the angels to take this bird out of its suffering. And as I drove around the car, the, the bird, sending it prayers and good juju, I looked through the rear view mirror and I start seeing it kind of shimmy on the ground a little bit. So I stopped the car because it was kind of a weird movement. Yeah. And I kept watching. And as I watched, uh, a small bird from the body of that bird jumped up and flew away. Then a second bird uh, came out of the body of that bird and flew away. And then a third bird that was a little smaller, a little darker and a little wobblier than the other two jumped up and flew away. And uh, they were all like maybe about three inches. To, they were, they were smaller than the big bird, than the bigger bird. And, uh, and then what was left on the ground was nothing. Wow. Yeah. So I uh, got out of the car because I didn't care what would happen to me. I was like, you know what? I need to just <laughs> check and see what the heck happened. So I got out of the car and there was no body left on the ground. And I could, I, I can't describe the feeling, but I could feel the energy. Yes. Um, it was like static in my hair, just kind of yes. lifting it up. And I could feel a, a presence of beyond love, like bigger love than, than what humans know to be love. Yes. And, uh, and that, that moment changed me. Yes. Oh my God. That's that. Wow. That's an amazing uh, spiritual moment. Yes. Yeah. It was really, um, it was awkward. It was bizarre. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I knew I wasn't having hallucinations, hallucinations, you know? Right. Um, so what was interesting about that day is that that was just the beginning of a series of extraordinary events that, mm -hmm. that started activating me and, uh, it was like uh, that first miracle was pretty impressive, but was e what was even more impressive was the change in me, the, yes. it, in my heart, in the quality of my mind and my thoughts. Yes. Um, and, it, and then my physical health started rallying as well. Yes. Um, and so I could hear now a different voice inside mm -hmm. of me, a, a, a loving voice that was inspiring me to live differently, to, to take um, what I want to call it positive risks Mm -hmm. And to really take my spirituality, uh, make it a priority, make, make, make this something like angels, which was not in my forefront before that, right. um, it became a serious reality. And I believed that from mm -hmm. that point forward, anything was possible. And that included for my life, not just right. my life, but now then the lives of my clients as well. Right. Now, how long ago was that? Um, like that when, was probably, so we're, what are we at? It's hard to keep up with the, how it's fast 20, we're in 2020. That's it. crazy, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Division, 2020. Yeah. yeah that was uh, about 10 years ago. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So bring us now, let, let's go back and bring us forward from there. Well, a lot happened. 
since mm -hmm. then. But really, the most significant thing was that I had, I knew that there was this support there, not just for me, but for all of us. And I was in this position of, you know, coming from an extremely traditional education as a psychotherapist, and then having to, in a sense, rectify these two fields of angels and miracles and possibility. And then let's sit down and talk about your pain, your story, your trauma for 20 years, you know, right. and so I had to uh, kind of rectify and start claiming and owning my spiritual side along the way. Yes. And one thing, one thing led to another. I, I, I continued to listen to my guidance. Eventually the angels inspired me and called me to start re going more international, reaching broader audiences, which was terrorizing and ter terrifying for me. And now I'm in a position where I am touching thousands of lives all over the world. And people are making a deep connection with angels through the work that we've developed and co-created with the angels. Um, and, uh, and amazing healing miracles and, uh, and powerful connections are getting made all over the gosh darn world. Which is great. Yeah, I believe we, I truly believe humanity is on the verge of an awakening. Consciousness. Oh, yeah. And yes, it's happening, like you said. So please, so share us, share with us. It says the angel here. I know your book is the angel experiment. So share with us what that is, how we could do that, something like that at home. Well, the angel experiment is a process that I worked and co-created and channeled with the supportive angels so okay. that not everybody has to come into the field of, of angel frequencies like I did, which was through deep, powerful suffering. Mm -hmm. so, so, so it's really a, a system and a method that I've been using for years now to help people make a tangible, palpable connection with angels, just like I did, where right. it was like, there was beyond, I couldn't even doubt it anymore because it was so obvious. And that's the kind of connection that I like people to make. I don't want people to just believe me that angels are real. I want them to have real experiences. And so the angel experiment is exactly that. It's, okay. it's an experiment. Right. And, and we work with um, uh, invocation and energy healing and intuition and all of those things. And it's a 21-day step-by-step process to really open your heart, mind, and life to okay. the power of angels to, to help them... Um, to help them make that, to help you make a strong connection with them and to help your life uh, begin its transformation. Oh, awesome. Okay. I like that. Um, I know that a lot of programs say 21 days is like, that's like you do something for 21 days and then it kind of ground, it gets grounded in you, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. So give us examples of what they would be doing. Um, in these in these 21 days okay so it starts with always starts with an invocation mm -hmm. and an invocation is just a really powerful way to call spirit to come and support your life and each invocation is different so okay. I sat with the angels and I said okay what are we doing for day one and who wants to come help and a different archangel would come they would give me an invocation and I would write it down and then they would show me a activation, healing meditation and energy healing to walk people through. So then the next part is really a, a meditation. And in the book, um, I give you access to free audios mm -hmm. that will go with the book. So if you're someone who doesn't like to read meditation and then do it, but you need to be guided, right. that's actually trying to make it as, as easy as possible for you. So really it's like 10 to 15 minutes a day and amazing, incredible things happen for people. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. 
Very, very good. I I love that because I that's you know uh, we're we're January we're mid January of 2020 and that was one of the things I said this year I will be sure I do meditate at least 20 minutes a day and I so far this year I have stuck to that. It's oh good work. Yes, grounding and centering. You know instead of doing it sporadically, just make it the first thing in the morning. First thing. When I'm out the bed, I do my meditation. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's primary. I definitely recommend that. And I, I think on top of that, well, you know, we don't. Many of us don't realize that we're we're not alone. I think even some spiritual people, right? They, they still think like, well, I am God, and I am, you know, the source, and then I'm going to, you know, I just have to still my mind, and then everything's better. But they don't actually actively call on the helpers that are there, right? right there for us to right. come and make things easier. So I find when I, when working with angels, it expedites your manifesting power. Mm -hmm. It, it enhances your peace and yes. it helps with relationships and it does it in such a magical way that you just really start getting, getting and feeling supported. But yes, daily practice is essential, especially right now during these really tricky times yes. where, you know, people are popping off and the polarity is all crazy. And we're yes. turn on the television. It's like, we're all going to die. You know, we need <laughs> that extra help. Right. 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 I hear what you're saying. I, I believe we all have a spirit teams of yeah. angels, guides, our higher self. Um, I try to I try to really align with my higher self's guidance when I'm doing my meditation, but I'm always um, asking for my entire team to surround me. And so I, I understand yes. what you mean. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Because yes. I mean, you know, I had like meditated for years and I couldn't break through the way. Okay. I mean, literally, I think when this had happened, I was meditating off and on for 10 years, just trying, just trying to be, just trying to detox from my life. And right. it really wasn't until I took my invisible posse seriously and mm -hmm. realized they're, they're sitting there right there waiting for, for, um, to support us we just have to learn how to ask and ask powerfully yes. and it wasn't until then that all literally the miracles started happening and they're not just happening for me right. now i get to witness them happen for so many people that are doing this work yes and also like you were saying about turning on the television well one of the things i got i was told um like i was saying to you before i start we started recording I live my life totally from spirit guidance. I don't hear, it's not like, I'm not a psychic, but within you feel your spirit guidance. I've, I've always felt it from within. So this is back in 2001, um, after, just after 9-11, my spirit guidance told me, turn, and it was, it was kind of within, it was a kind of a voice inside loud and clear turn off that news and don't ever turn it back on. Now, this is before I'm awake to oneness. This is before, I, you know, I'm as, as spiritually awake as I am today. So this is way back then. And I got that message strong. I knew what it was. Turn off that news. Don't ever turn it back on. And I even said aloud, why? I don't get why you're asking me to do this, but I was obedient. I turned off that news. I have not watched mainstream news since September of 2001. I know yeah. what's going on in the world. Because people are like, oh, are you living in, you got your head in the sand? No, I know exactly what's going on in the world. I'm, 
what needs the the information that needs to come to me comes to me first of all i'm on the internet and when you log in you see all the headlines pop up and blah 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 and if there's something in the headlines interesting i'll click on it read about it but i do not sit in front of that television and watch the news and now i understand why didn't know why when i was asked but now i understand that everything is vibration and that mainstream news is just sending out all of those low vibrations to keep the masses in a state of fear and in, in a state of like you just said, ah, oh, what's going on? You know, that is, and I didn't get that till many years later. Yeah. I know, and a lot of and a lot of people don't. And yeah. it is a fear-based propaganda. And, and until, you know, and many of us are empaths, especially people probably listening to your show, they're empaths are taking in this energy yes. and then they believe it to be their own. And, and all of us have a, I believe in, um, the right, not just the right, but the obligation to separate ourselves from, from anything that's trying to usurp our power, usurp our sovereignty and, and trying to kind of dis, put us in a state of dismay. And what I found, um, Caroline, what happens when you detach yourself from mainstream media and other forms of media, then you create space for your voice to percolate. You create a space for your mission to begin emerging because you don't have anything pushing down on it. And, yes. and then you become the activator. So for you, you're, you're putting your work out there. So I, you know, I know there's a lot going on in politics. People are freaked out about, but the thing that gives me ease is that I am producing more content than I'm consuming. Yes. Yes. You know? yes, yes. And it's, yes. it's the content that's coming from my heart and soul. And I think if anybody out there is listening and you're really dismayed with what's going on, that means to me that you need to get your work out there and really start creating a beautiful, a beautiful alternative exactly. <laughs> for what everyone else is consuming. Because like I said, there's now thousands and thousands and thousands of people kind of um, touching into some of the work that I'm doing, the work that you know, you're doing, Caroline, and people are hungry for anything. And, uh, and I think we get into the trick of, well, there's already so many people out there talking about angels or talking about consciousness or talking, you know, what I wouldn't have anything to bring. And that's just not true. Exactly. Exactly what you're saying. If you're here on the planet, if you're sucking air, if you're here, you're here for a unique purpose. And only you can, to, to tap into that purpose, is go within now the books, books like your book, um, all the work, all of the consciousness work, um, the angel work, the spiritual work helps guide that individual to go within and tap into their unique purpose because nobody else can fill their shoes. Exactly. They're, here, they're here for a unique reason and they're here to bring something to the whole, to humanity, to all of us. Like I said, everything is interconnected, each one of us is interconnected and interdependent and just like a, a drop in the lake just reaches out to the, all of the borders of that lake the, your single drop of consciousness will sh spread to the entire world not just the world but to the universe that's how connected we all are so yes so people that feel like oh i'm just little old me what can i do no you're here you're here for unique purpose and you can find that unique purpose by going with them by doing these work by doing your program and other programs and just you know tapping in because it's inside of you 
that's trying to get out, <laughs> you know, that purpose, that living your purpose. Like you, you were asking me when I launched my show five years ago, it was, I was awakened in the middle of the night by spirit and spirit said, just do it. And I knew what spirit was talking about. It's like, I kept thinking about, oh, I really like to do a radio, internet radio show. I didn't even know the word podcast at that time then I found out oh that's a podcast okay well I'll do it. that's what I want <laughs> and then I just I said okay I will do it I was obedient I didn't know how I just googled how do you start an internet radio show and just took, no. I took the first step and that's all spirit is asking each of us to do listen to that inner voice just take the first step you don't know where it's going to lead you don't need to know just long and because spirit's not going to give you the second step until you take that first step you know, once you take that first step, then he'll, then, okay, here's the second step. Okay, now here's the third step. So <laughs> our problems as humans, we want to know the end before we even start. So we don't start. So we never start. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. we want to control the process and we exactly. want to know it's all going to be safe and everybody's going to be okay. And then I'll get, I'll make my money back if I invest in this equipment or that thing or that thing. And, and that's really not the, the spiritual path. That's the standard path. Yeah. And so, so the stand, the, I feel the spirit, spiritual path is highly terrorizing in, on many occasions um, because you're being called to do things sometimes you've never seen done before and uh, people think it's it's like oh it's about it's about loving bliss. I don't feel that that the spiritual path and living a heart and soul fueled life is about um, just you know living in fluffy clouds and 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 that it, it really is like nose to the grindstone, challenging yourself, putting your personality aside for a greater good and a greater cause. And <laughs> I feel my entire career, whether it's um, writing this book, showing it to people. I mean, the risk of rejection when you start going big, so scary, the risk of failure. And, and also what's even scarier is the risk that what happens if it works? Like the success is even sometimes scarier than us failing. So um, to me, it's just a, you know, we're sending out an anthem or a call to anybody who's listening, who, who um, has that inspired idea, who refuses to do it because you don't know if it's going to work and you don't know if anybody's going to like it and you don't know if it's going to be successful. Who cares? Because the bottom line is that it's not about you. It's about the people that are waiting for you. And people are waiting for all of us to be, to connect us with. So it, it, I, I, again, I cannot believe where I stand today. This is not anything that I ever thought was possible. This is nothing that I thought that I wanted. I was very introverted, did not even want my picture on my website. I didn't want anything. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to talk to crowds. All I did was want to heal people. Right. And and then when spirit said, no, 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 you're going to do something. You're going to go online. And I was like, I, really? I am? Okay, let's try it, right? But like, do I have to take pictures? <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. I'm camera shy myself because like I said, when I first started, it was audio only. It's like, okay, audio is fine. Exactly. Yeah. And now, now it's like, okay. And then in a couple, a year or two later, spirit said, now you got to go to video. Yeah, you got to, you know, so That's exactly I, what happened to me. Yeah. That's what happened. I, I did all my classes, like only audio. Yes. I wouldn't show my face and then it was like, all right, come on, get over yourself. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. So it's very um, provocative lifestyle in that it's not, I wouldn't call it easy, but it is so incredibly rewarding right. and, um, and, and fun and, and can be so magical when you just let yourself dream bigger than anyone that you've ever known. 
Yes. And, and especially because there's a lot of people in their local communities, they don't know anybody who's thinking like them. They don't know exactly. who have those kinds of inspirations. They're like, hey, I just want to be a soccer mom, or right? hey, yes. I'm just going to go into my J-O-B and that's all I want to do. There's right. a lot of people who are just totally rocking that frequency, which is fine. Awesome. Right. Right. But then people like you and me, we're scattered all over the world, soul brothers and sisters who often don't have a community that are doing it. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what in gave me the inspiration to start this show was I didn't have local people to talk to. So I said, okay, well, there's all these people online on YouTube that I, I'm inspired by. Okay, let me have a show and have a conversation with them. That's exactly what launched this because there weren't local people to connect with and have these conversations. So I said, okay, I'll connect with people online that uh, inspire me and then we can together inspire the world and I can send this out. Yeah, you know, podcasting goes worldwide. I get, I got an email one time in Japanese. I thought it was Chinese. I didn't know what it was, but Google Translator. I was like, okay, I can't read this, but let me put this in Google Translator. And so I put it in Google Translator. It was just a lady in uh, Japan who was inspired by the show. And so I wrote a response back, put it back in Google Translator translated it to Japanese and sent it to her. So like, you know, it's, it feels that good that you're able to, in the 2020, we can reach the world from home. So that's just amazing to me. I know it's amazing. And like half the time I'm in PJ pants and I'm still, you know, still doing the work. Yes. So it can be, it, it can be so creative. Yes. Um, but it, what, what I learned from working with angels is that, you know, nobody's here to rescue us. Like the angels, the angels aren't even here to rescue us. What they're here to do is make, make an opening for us to hear the truth of our own heart and our own soul so that we can start expressing our nature and in a more beautiful, deeper, more powerful, awesome way. And until we learn to really honor and respect that voice inside, we will continue to suffer, um, not in a good way, you know, it's one thing to be terrorized by your amazing career and having to play bigger. It's a whole other thing to suffer in what feels like a prison. Right, exactly. And it's, it's the prisons are self-made, like you said. We, um, there isn't, we have this, I guess as humanity, we want someone to come rescue us. But it's not about, it's, it's our rest, our savior is within each of us. And it's our, it's our true self wanting to come out because that's why we came here we're not flesh and blood we have a body just like we have a car we have a body to move around in this 3d reality um and it's just i think of my body as a vehicle i want to take care of it just like i want my car to get me down the road i need to take care of my car i want this body to get me around in this environment i need to take care of my body but i know i'm so much more than just this body i know i'm an infinite divine soul that came here for a specific reason. And when you are living your purpose, like you are, when you're living your purpose, it is scary, but you're, you're, you're at your, you, you, you just feel a joy. You feel a joy inside that you can't even put into words, you know? So, and so when we keep ourselves small and we don't allow ourselves to live our purpose, then you feel like you're in prison, prison. So it's, you know, they're prisons of our own creation. 
Yes. Yes. Absolutely. There's this, uh, gosh, I forget where it is in the Bible. I forget it was the, which, which apostle, it's either Paul or Peter. I know it starts with a P. Okay. But, uh, I was just about to do a webinar and then I was guided to look up, uh, do a quick Google search and I found this passage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was about either Paul or Peter being in Herod's prison, King Herod's mm-hmm. prison. There's security, uh, prison guards everywhere. Right. And he was going to um, be killed the next day. And, and he was asleep one night and a big light shone in the, in the room. Right. And he woke up and it was an angel. And the angel said, yo, you know, get up. So he got up. Okay, you know, put on your robe, put on your shoes. So he did that. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, the door was open and the angels mm-hmm. walked through the door and he did. And he said, walk out. And he kept walking and walking. And before he knew it, he had broken out of prison. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means, um, and that is how exactly how angels work for me and work for everybody that I know, which is the angels will give you a suggestion. Like Paul could have just uh, not gotten up and he could have not believed that he could walk out. His fear would have been like, no, there's two security guards standing right there. And then there's more security guards out there. But he listened. And it's like what you're talking about, the obedience. Yes. You have to listen to the voice that's trying to set you free. And it's only, and it's up to you to actually step up, put on your dang shoes, put on your robe and walk past the gargoyles, the demons, the ones that are holding you back in one way or the other, trying to tempt you into staying small. Yes. And, and so that's how angels help. They will support you. They'll give you good guidance, but they cannot freaking pick you up right. and, and do it for you. Exactly. 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 Like when spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and said, just do it. And I knew what the just do it was. And I got up at 1.30 in the morning, got on the computer and started Googling. You know, now the, the, the spirit could tell me to just do it, but I had to actually do it. Yes. Yeah, you had it. They, they will make awesome suggestions. And many times I listen, many times I don't, right? <laughs> it depends on my mood. Yes. So, you know, but, but many people always say no to the ones that seem impossible. Exactly. And those are the ones you should especially try. And then you think like, what is the worst thing that happens? I mean, come on. I look like a fool. Big deal. I've been looking like a fool my whole life anyways. <laughs> Nothing new in my case. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It, it just... It is, like you said, um, what we have to do is get past that, that what I call that monkey mind, because spirit inspires, inspires us through our heart opening, our heart chakra, and we hear that inspiration, and we let our mind say, no, we can't do it. So it's the, that mind that we have to quiet and say, okay, I'm going to listen to my heart. I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to take the first step. That's all spirit's ever asking you to do is take the first step. And then, you know, then you just take another step. Like they said, uh, uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this is very, very true. And, and I get, I love doing this podcast because I get to meet wonderful people like you who are living their truth and, and showing it to the world. It's just, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yes, you're doing great work. Thank you're doing you. great work. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So now tell us, tell our, tell everybody how to find your book. The name of your book is The Angel Experiment. And tell everybody how they can find it. And if you're if you have any 
um, either online or in-person events that are coming up you can share with our listeners? Yes. Okay. So you can find my book on my website, KarenGrillo.com. And if you order it through there, you can also get a love and abundance meditation package, including a workshop, a manifesting, an angel manifesting workshop. So you can get it from there. Um, you can also get it on Amazon as well directly. Uh, now, what's really exciting is there is an in-person intuitive angel healing retreat. Um, teaching intuitive angel healing is one of my passions is, you know, Caroline, because as you remember, that's what really cracked me open and that's what, you know, helped detox me to a soul level so that I could actually engage with spirit. And so I'm super passionate about teaching people about their own magic and Mm -hmm. how to work, how to open up their intuition, their spiritual gifts. Um, Many healers come to me just to help them up-level their gifts and their spiritual healing um, power. And so we are doing a retreat in Santa Cruz, California. Okay. Uh, It's a three-day all-inclusive retreat, and we will be, you know, raising the roof with the angels, uh, step-by-step learning about the energy body, opening up your intuition, learning how to channel angels, and learning how to create massive miracles in your heart, mind, body, and life, as well as how to heal other people as well through the power, fueled by the power of angels. Wow. So, so awesome. that's coming on February 28th. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds amazing. And they can get all that detail from your website. Share from your my website. website. Yeah, share, yeah. Share share your website again. Corinne, C-O-R-I-N, Grillo, G-R-I-L-L-O. So C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O.com. Um, a little information about the event is on there as well as you can find my book on there as well. Awesome. Very good. I was actually in the Santa. I have only been to the state of Cal. I'm from, I'm an East Coast girl. I live in Pennsylvania now in the Pocono Mountains. And I've only been on the West Coast into California twice and it was but the show brought me there first um I'm not sure if you're familiar with Reverend Michael Beckwith yes yes he was on my show back in 2015 and he invited me to Agape Revelation which was great in 2015 and I was just in the Santa Cruz area another um a listener of mine's invited me to a Bashar event in Oakland, California. So mm-hmm. I was just out there about a month ago, a month and a half ago. Uh, and so it was really, really a nice experience being on the West Coast because I'm just, I'm an East Coast girl. And the West yeah. Coast is, is foreign to me, but it was really <laughs> great going. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So fun to travel and experience new yes. things. But yeah, for this one, we have people coming in from Canada and, and Germany and, mm. and uh, yeah, people are coming out. Uh, I just love the in-person events. Uh, yes. I didn't do a lot of them for a while because I was so busy uh, doing other things, but right. to, to really just, you know, essentially squeeze, to give people hugs in person. Yes. I, I really love, you know, seeing the, the people's lights turn on when they when they realize, oh my gosh, this is real. It's really happening, you know. Yes, so, I, I feel the same way. I've gotten to go to conferences and travel. Like actually before the show, I started doing the show, I did very little to no traveling. But since I've been doing the show, I've been doing a little traveling, you know, country. I haven't left the country yet with the show, but I've been traveling, going to conferences, getting to meet people in person, and it's just like you said that in person is is the is is simply the best. It is yes. right. It's yes. so good. 
It really is. This is so I I really want um to make sure that you're you share with the the audience how important it is to ask for your help, ask your spirit team. I say spirit team because I know my spirit, I, from what I understand, my spirit team is made up my angels mm -hmm. and my guides mm -hmm. and my higher self and archangels. So can you just share with everybody what their spirit teams are all about? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, we have a, a vast variety of, 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 I call it the invisible posse and they can be composed of all of those beings you just said. Yeah. I also like to add in power animals and in ancestors, um, mm -hmm. any star beings into there, right? Yes. So we have a team that yes. are constantly trying to work for us, but they really can't intercede unless we learn how to really powerfully invite them in and, mm -hmm. and work with them. And so they're, they're always there and it's so important. I just can't, I can't tell you enough how much it's a game changer when it comes to um, working your life as if you're not alone and inviting these beautiful presences to come. Right. And uh, because I think a lot of people think of like spirit, God, creator of all that is, is something that's out there, but wow. it's just right here, right now. And the more that we engage that to help us lift our frequency, change our brains, right. change our mind, they can help yes. you rewire your brain even. Um, but, uh, the more that we work with them, the more uh, beauty happens. So that's one thing that's really important. The other thing that I really am passionate about is, is opening up your intuition and really learning how to be, a um, just super intuitive badass so that you learn how to trust yourself, have confidence in yourself uh, and confidence in your own intuitive guidance, because that is truly game changing. Um, because you have to learn how to hear the voice of the angel that's trying to that's trying to tell you put on your shoes, put on your robe, and and walk out. You need to be able to trust that voice. Yes, so, um, those are the yes. two things that I feel like really yes. need to happen in all of our lives. Yes, and I love that you brought out the fact that that our team, our posse, I like that our posse, our spirit posse, is not far away they're not really they're right here all the time they're mm -hmm. not we think i know in traditional religion i was sent to catholic school as a young child we weren't catholics but my parents sent me to catholic school to get a better education and the the in in traditional religion i felt like god was up there exactly judging me and i'm <laughs> totally separate you know, but the one thing that really opened me up and it was the game changer for me. No, God is not separate from me. Whatever term you have, I love the term all that is. All that is, is not separate from me. God, spirit, Buddha, whatever your terminology for higher source, um, it's right there with you. And you're an intricate part of yeah. all that is. You're not separated and you never are and you never will be separated from source. And exactly. I think that's the, one of the biggest things that differs from understanding the totality of who you are and in traditional religion. Now, I have nothing against traditional religion. I have the highest and utmost respect for everyone's religion. But sometimes a traditional religion separates us when it's about us, we're all one with the divine, never separated from the divine. The divine is right here 
your spirit guides, your, your, your posse, your spirit's posse is right here just waiting to help you out as soon as you say, I need your help. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Very, exactly. very good. Exactly. And I will, now you are, so you live in the Santa Cruz area? I live in the I live in the Bay Area. Bay Area, I, okay. I, I don't live in Santa Cruz, but I'm I'm up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where I was. I was in Oak. I was staying in the Santa Cruz area, but I was I went to an event in Oakland, in so Oakland, the Bay Area. I did when my friend took me to see the the Golden Gate Bridge. It was just so fog. He when he picked me up from the airport, San Francisco airport. He took me, but it, you couldn't see like in front of your face, a five feet in front of your face, the fog was so like, so I didn't get to see the, the Golden Gate Bridge, but mm -hmm. he tried. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I could see the fog. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I loved it. And I, I'm sure I'll get back out there and I will definitely give you a call and let you know I'm in the area. Oh, please do. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am actually low-carb vegan, and I went to a great restaurant out there. It was solely vegan in Oakland. That, I don't know if you've ever tried it. I don't know if you, but it was the best, and I'm not into, I'm not big into tofu, but it was the best tofu burger I ever had. Was it? Just thinking about it's making me hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let me just say, uh, California definitely has the lockdown on vegan and, and whole foods and all of that stuff, so. Yes. You can get a lot of that out here for sure. That's wonderful. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. I just appreciate you so much. And like I said, it's it takes it's like um, each one of us is a drop, but we're a drop. When I love Rumi, my favorite quote is Rumi: "You're not just a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop." So each of us, I think of each of us as a cell of God, that each of us are all of God in a drop. And each of us have is powerful beyond measure if we really open up our hearts to that power. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Corinne. I appreciate this. And we are, like I said, to all my guests, we're going to stay in touch. And whenever I'm out your way, I am going to just shoot you an email. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm in the neighborhood. You know? Awesome. That sounds good. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you so much. It's much Thank earlier you. there. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the East Coast. It's later here, but enjoy the rest of your day. Ah, uh, thank you. Love you so much. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>